that the Son of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Uh, Before we begin this episode, I would like to ask our Father to guide the study and to provide us with wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise of all which they chose. Who is the sons of God? And the daughters of men. Well, let's continue on with this chapter. Verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of Renown. Now, there was a distinction between, in verse 2, the daughters of men and the sons of God. Now, if you notice in the scripture, it didn't say the sons of men, just as they said the daughters of men, but sons of God. If we translate the word God back to the Hebrew, comes from the Hebrew word, uh, from the Hebrew concordance, H430, um, is defined as Elohim, which um, can be defined the supreme God, angels, So that word angels and God is not just um, God, but is God and the angels. That word Elohim also is found in Genesis uh, chapter 1. And verse 26, when it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. But if you look at that word, when it says, and God there is also translated um, from the Hebrew word Elohim. God and the angels, God and his children. Hence why in chapter six, 
It's the sons of God. Um, and the word um, son, we could actually break that down as well. Let's break down the word sons from the Hebrew word ben, H1121. Son, grandson, child, member of a group, son, male, child. So a direct um, offspring of our father. So now we have a, a working definition of sons of God. So God's God and the angels, so in this sense, angelic beings versus the daughters of men. And if we actually take a look at men, if we define, translate that word men, it comes from the Hebrew word Adam, Hebrew 119, man, mankind, human being, Adam. So the daughters of men are daughters from the Adamic line. Sons of God are angelic beings. So when we look at that verse again, the sons of God, angelic beings, saw the daughters of men, flesh, daughters from the Adamic line, that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. Why does this matter? Or what's the significance of this? Well, some may know, Jesus comes from that Adamic line. At this time, Jesus has yet to be born in flesh. So the sons of God, which were angelic beings, which in actuality were fallen angels, and I will provide evidence of that in a moment, were trying to pollute the Adamic line. Was trying to pollute the line that Jesus was to come from. This is the relevance here. Let's go to verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in onto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. So these angelic beings were in the form, same form as flesh, but they were in angelic beings, were able to impregnate these daughters of men. So they bear children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So let's take a look at the word giants for a moment. That word giants is translated from the Hebrew word, Hebrew word, nephil. And it has a root word, H H5307. Um, Nafal, which in definition means to fall, to cast, to be cast down. So when you take the word nafil, fallen, 
is where we get the definition of fallen angels. These giants were uh, spiritual beings. Another definition in the field is a bully or tyrant. So it defines us as the giants in the Nephilim, and the Nephilim are defined as the fallen, the fallen angels. We've seen in the previous verse, sons of God. They weren't sons of Adam. They were not flesh. They were sons of God. They were angelic beings. We define that from Genesis 1 verse 26 when God said, let us. And that definition of God is Elohim, which means God and the angels. They were together, make us, make man in our image. Not the Trinity. It's not referring to the Trinity. It's referring to God and the angels. But back to Genesis 6. Um, God came in, came in onto the daughters of men and they bear children. So children were a product of their interaction. The same became mighty men. So these children that were born from daughters of men and sons of God became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now, what is what is that definition of mighty, mighty men? Well, if we translate it back from the Hebrew word, Hebrew word one, three, six, eight, gibor. A definition of that is strong and mighty. They were powerful by uh, strong. The Strong's definition of strong concordance, which is a, a Hebrew and Greek Bible a dictionary, rather, is defined as powerful by implication, warrior, tyrant, champion, valiant men. They were stronger. Just as we got the definition from Nephal or Nephilim, they were defined as tyrants. So you can see where we're going. We had a hybrid happening because we have children that are being born half spiritual beings and half flesh. Hence why they were mighty men, which were old men of renown. Actually, let's take a look at that definition of old Let's translate it back to the Hebrew word. Which were of old, which is defined, translated from the word olam, Hebrew 5, 7, 6, 9. Uh, can be defined as ancient time. Forever, always, continuous existence. Everlasting, indefinite, or unending future. And this is something really to pay attention. These angelic beings were with God. God is timeless. Men of renown, meaning that these giants, Nephilim, fallen angels... We're from an age before this one. 
an indefinite period of time, an ancient time. So they, back to verse 4, they bear children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old. They were half spiritual beings. They were with God from the beginning. So they were from God. They were with God prior to this age. Men of renown. And that name, uh, that definition of that word renown is translated from the word Shem, uh, Hebrews 8, word Hebrews uh, H8033, which can be defined as a reputation, fame, glory. Sons of God. Let's go to another uh, book where it discusses the sons of God. We're going to go to the book of Job. We're going to see another place where that's uh, illustrated. Let's go to the book of Job. Um, We're going to take it up at uh, chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And this is Lord all in uppercase. This is God Almighty, Yahweh, uh, translated into Hebrew. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence come thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Here God is talking to Satan. Where the sons of God were present. Notice Satan mentioned that he was coming from earth. So there was a time where Satan was able to do that. He's no longer here in his being. His evil spirit still remains, but he doesn't walk to and fro on the earth anymore. The same reference to sons of God uh, is made reference again in the second chapter of Job. Um, Verse 1, and again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. So again, the sons of God, angelic being, they able to present themselves in front of God. They were in the same dimension. Right now, we're not in the same dimension of God. His Holy Spirit is here, but we're not in the same dimension of God. We can't see and touch God 
physically. We're not in that dimension. We're not in the same dimension. But back in the scripture here in Job, chapter 1 and chapter 2, they were in that dimension. They were in the same dimension, sons of God. They weren't saying sons of men or daughters of men, sons of God. Just that's how we translated back in Genesis what sons of God is defined as. In Job chapter 38, verse 7, same thing. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Stars is also um, can be defined as children. The definition of morning, first thing, first children. Uh, can be defined from the Hebrew word kokab. Uh, stars is defined as Messiah, brothers, youth, numerous, personification. It's a really key uh, note to pay attention that normally whenever there is reference of angels throughout God's word, they usually are in form of a, a young body it's funny here how it's described as youth uh stars god's children god's children's are angelic beings we are god's children as well just in our flesh format but in angelic beings it's fair to say we're always young there's no evidence saying otherwise So here it says in that scripture, when the morning star sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now, notice here, all the sons of God shouted for joy. They were all together, all at the same time. No more being created. All one, all together. So who is the sons of God? Who are the sons of God? God's children in their angelic being. What is the distinction between sons of God and the Philium? The Philium are fallen angels. Why are they fallen? Well, we can look at that in the book of Jude. Explains who the Philiums are. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude, just before the book of Revelation. I'm going to begin in verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old, that word old again, ordained to this condemnation ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lavishness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to skip to verse six and the angels. 
Let's look at that word angels. In the Greek word, agelos, agelos, a messenger, one who is sent, an angel, a messenger from God. Let me go back to here. And the angels which kept not their first estate. What's what's uh, what's our first estate? That's heaven. But left their own habitation. He has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So these angels, Nephilims, who left their habitation back in Genesis chapter six, talks about how these sons of God impregnated daughters of men. Therefore, they were not in flesh bodies. They were an angelic being. That was a big no-no. That was a big no-no. They were mating with daughters of men. So now those particular angels are in punishment right now. They're in chains until the judgment of the great day, which is the white stone judgment, which is when Jesus returns, when all people are judged after the millennium. But that, will, that can be another episode altogether. We can go, jump to verse, uh, I'm skipping a lot here, but... just leave it there because this in itself can be an entire study but these sons of God were these individuals who left their habitation were disobedient to God they didn't follow God's plan And in case you're wondering, certain men crept unaware. That word comes from the Greek word anthropos. And um, the definition of that is of the angels. So it's not just, they're not talking about men in flesh. They're referring to angels. So for there are certain men, which was defined as angelic being, crept in unawares, who were before of old, that word old, you know, um, they were here before, timeless, with God at the beginning, denying Lord God, denying God's will, left their habitation, which not, which in, in verse six, and the angels which kept not their first estate. These are, again, this is how they became fallen angels, but left their own habitation, which is heaven. They're now reserved in everlasting chains. And in chapter, um, in Revelations, it goes deeper into that as well. But that's that. Sons of God. Who are the sons of God? They were the fallen angels in this context. But as always, do your due diligence. Study the scriptures. Refer back to the original languages. Until the next time.